Hey dear, I am so happy you're here. My name is Courtney, and I'm a wife, a toddler mom, and an aspiring entrepreneur. When I first became a mama, I thought I knew what I was doing, but boy was I wrong. The woman that I was in that first year is just a little bit different than the woman and the mom that I have become in this second year, and that's because I have become obsessed with personal development. If you hang with me, I promise that together we will figure out how to replace self-doubt with confidence, uncertainty with consistency, and we're even going to try to conquer the comparison game. So if you're ready to chase your own dreams, even after chasing around a little one, then you're in the right place. This is Chasing Courage. Well, today is Monday. It is the 13th of July. And before I even go into the topic of today's episode, I just want to thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. Anyone who has listened to my podcast, whether it be just one episode or if you've listened to every single one, I am just so incredibly grateful for people that I can connect with and the people who want to have some sort of um, outlet as a mom, um, a community of moms. I mean, because that's what I am. That's what I'm trying to achieve here is I want a community of moms who can come together and feel like we're not alone because unfortunately that's such a common feeling it's such a common denominator in this thing called motherhood is that we feel like we're just by ourselves but we're not there's so many other women that are going through the exact same things that we are and I just want to say how grateful I am those of you that have reached out to me uh, some of you who I know very well your family and friends and some of you who I don't know very well uh, maybe I went to high school with you and I haven't seen or talked to you in 10 plus years and some of you are strangers who I have never met and we are strictly just being able to form this relationship because of this podcast. And when you reach out to me and tell me that a specific topic that I talked about or a specific podcast really hit home with you or you got some sort of takeaway from it or even just that you felt that it was really relatable, it just makes my heart so happy. It really, truly does. So please keep the messages coming. If you have my number, if we're that close, the text messages, the Facebook messages, the DMs on Instagram, literally all of those, like those fill my cup so much and they make me want to get on here each and every week and record a new episode for you guys. So speaking of filling up our cups, that's kind of what we're going to talk about today a little bit. I want to talk about the balancing act of being a mom and a wife and how you can just feel torn, right, between those two roles that you have to play. I think that it's hard because you hear that you're supposed to try to find this work-life balance. And for me, recently... 
I have felt the struggle of the mom-wife balance. This like balancing act that I feel is an ever-changing, something that I'm always striving for, right? And it really hit me last night. Uh, Just a quick story. So my husband, he got involved in a softball league and I was so happy because my husband was a amazing baseball player. Uh, Unfortunately, I didn't know him during that time of his life. We met right after he stopped uh, playing ball, but he, he loved baseball. I mean, it consumed his whole childhood and all the way through college and even a little bit post-college. But he got involved in a softball league this summer. And, you know, I think that it's so important for everybody, moms, dads, whether you have children or not, to do something for yourself, something that you enjoy, you know, have a hobby. And so he did that and they play on Sunday evenings. Well, yesterday, me and my son, we went swimming um, and we like went on a couple walks and we, the, the whole weekend really was just, we had a lot of activities going on. And when it came time for us to make the decision if we were gonna go to my husband's softball game, I made the choice that we were going to stay home. Also, I would like to point out that the the game did not start until 7.40. And for those of you who know me personally, I'm a pretty big stickler on bedtime and a sleep schedule for Chase. He almost always goes to bed between 8 and 8.30. And we had had a very busy weekend and he was in a great mood all weekend, like knock on wood, because that does not typically happen. Um, He needed a bath, like just, you know, all of the typical things that I wanted to make sure that were done to make me and him happy and set us up for a successful week. So we didn't go to the game. Well, um, my husband's parents, they did go to the game. And right about the time that I put Chase down um, to go to sleep and he literally fell asleep almost immediately, Right about the time that I, you know, put him in his room and I went into my room, I was going to do laundry. Uh, I got a text from my mother-in-law saying, tell Chase that his daddy had a home run. And I got so sad, like, gosh, darn it. Like, of course he hit a home run when me and Chase weren't there. Oh, I was just, I was so happy, but I was also just so frustrated. He had played a couple games, I think two or three maybe prior to this, um, and he he had been getting better each time. Um, he, it's been many, many years since he has been on the field, threw a pitch, hit a ball, and um, it was just like, God, it just freaking tore my heart into pieces that we weren't there. And I sent him a text message, and his response was, you know, you just, we have to do what's best for Chase and what makes Chase happy. And, you know, he's right, but that didn't make it any harder on me with just the guilt that I felt for not being there. So that led me into what I wanted to talk about with you guys this week. And that was just, you know, this, how we can feel torn between being a good wife, being a good partner, and being a good mother and a provider to our to our children. And I think that just like how, like I mentioned, the whole work-life balance thing, 
I have come to believe that I just don't think that exists. I think that sometimes you have to give a little more effort to one area of life. And then when you start to get some momentum in that area, then you can pull back and focus on the other. My my dad and my stepmom, they actually have this pretty cool analogy that they use that they talk about how, you know, sometimes one partner has to give 80 while the other person is only able to contribute 20%. And that's how a successful relationship is going to work because if you always are trying to say, let's make it 50-50, you give 50% and I give 50%. I just don't think that that's realistic with how life works because sometimes somebody's job, what they're dealing with at work may be more demanding. Sometimes if you're dealing with, you know, just changes at home, maybe you're doing home improvements or maintenance, or obviously if you have children that can throw an, um, an entire curveball to the whole even percentage game. Um, I mean, it, it just doesn't exist. So if my husband comes home from work and he had a really stressful day, obviously the ideal situation is that I would be able to take that upon myself to kind of take the lead and be the um, kind of like the parent for the evening for Chase and totally vice versa. If I have a rough day and I'm stressed out, whether it be from work or I pick Chase up from daycare and he's literally just been a terror and his terrible twos for the last hour that I've had him before daddy got home and I'm like, here, take him. Like, I can't deal with it. Um, you know, that's him picking up my slack because I just can't deal with it. And that's how the best relationships are going to be formed is when you realize that it can't just be 50, 50 all the time. So basically, I I came up with three main ways um, or three kind of tips or pointers that I think that will help us to realize that this balancing act of being the best mom and the best wife, um, you know, they can probably never exist simultaneously, but we can obviously always try. And the three main ways that I think we can do that, number one being, we need to give what we want to receive. And two biggest examples, one would be patience. This particularly would go like with your child. It's hard, right? With a toddler to have patience. I totally get it. But if you want to teach patience, you also have to practice it. And having a child, having a toddler specifically. Uh, I obviously, I've never had teenagers, so maybe that will prove to uh, test my patience even more. But I think that you want to, you have to practice what you preach type of thing. Um, but you have to give what you want to receive. If you want your child to, you know, be calm around you, you need to be calm around them. You need to be patient around them. You need to teach patience. And then the other example I think of this is with attention. This goes for both the the spouse and the child, at least specifically in the relationships that I have with my son and my husband. I find that I get so easily frustrated when I don't get the attention that I need. 
And sometimes it's actual physical attention, like a hug or a kiss or even just eye contact when I'm speaking. But other times it might be just getting a response when you're trying to speak to them. But then I realized that if I'm not giving them attention, then why should I expect to receive it? There's a lot of times where I'm doing playtime with my son And yes, I'm there playing with him, but I might be checking my phone or checking Facebook or checking email or texting somebody and I'm not giving him my full attention. So then how or why is it fair that I would expect of him to pay attention to me when I'm trying to teach him something or even just get his attention as to help help me help him pick out what snack he wants to eat. I mean, it's just silly. Or if I get into bed and I'm annoyed that my husband is on his phone, then maybe the next time that I get in bed, I shouldn't be on my phone and I should put my phone down. We have to give what we want to receive. The second tip that I would give is a big one, and this is to fill your cup first. I know that this can be hard because I would almost say that this doesn't even apply to when you have a newborn, because when you have the newborn, I mean, the baby needs you for everything. They need you to literally survive. But as the child begins to get a little bit older and a little bit more dependent, Um, I just believe that it is so important to fill your cup first. You know, this goes totally along with self-care. But there was this, um, this story that I heard Rachel Hollis share. And it it wasn't her own original work, but she shared it. And I'm going to read it that way I don't mess it up. But I heard this a couple months ago, and I have not been able to get it out of my head. Basically, what she was saying was it was this story about how women are like a glass vase and we tip ourselves over for everyone else. Here, you take some. Let me let me give something to the husband. Let me give something to the the children. And you just are constantly saying, take some of this, take some of this, take some of this. But what happens to a glass or a glass vase when it is constantly tipping over? It's going to break it's going to fall over and it's going to shatter. Now, on the other hand, what happens to that glass vase if it just sits there and stands tall and continues to be filled up? It's literally just going to overflow to everything around it. Also, keep in mind that what's in the vase is probably some beautiful flowers and think of the analogy that like you are the flowers in that vase. And we need to make sure that if we are adding water into the vase, obviously we're going to naturally drink some of that water too. And this isn't a, you fill it up one time and then it sustains itself. This is a constant filling up every single day, filling up the vase first for ourselves 
And then just naturally, we're going to pour into others. Naturally, the water's just going to flow over the edges of that vase. And what is all around on the outside of that vase is our children and our husband and our family and our friends. I mean, does that not resonate with you? That image is just so powerful. I think of all of the so many different times in my life where I have done that and I have been the vase that has shattered. And there will probably be other days or weeks that are difficult where I struggle with pouring into myself first. But my son and my husband ultimately are going to benefit the most when I'm taking care of myself, physically, mentally, et cetera, et cetera. And the third and final way that I believe we can uh, attempt to figure out this whole balancing act is pretty much to just simply acknowledge and admit that it just doesn't exist. Um, Just like a work-life balance, you know, and maybe you're somebody who believes you're like, oh, I have found the perfect work-life balance. That is awesome. And I salute you. I'm just saying that I believe based on the season of life that we're in, sometimes you have to focus more on your personal life and your home life. And then once that hard season or that difficult season is over, then you can push and work towards making the work portion and your career path that you're striving towards. You can focus on that a little more. I mean, there's going to be certain times in Chase's life where he's growing up and, you know, like when he's going to school for the first time, when we send him to kindergarten for the first time, that's going to be a really big adjustment period, I'm sure. So Rob and I both are going to need to understand that he's going to need maybe some extra attention and we're going to maybe need to make some adjustments to his schedule and then when he's used to it and he's kind of on autopilot and we're in a routine with schedules and homework then Rob and I can pour back into each other and focus a little bit more on our marriage and our relationship I'm not saying to ever completely ignore either of the relationships Just like, you know, how sometimes the wife may need to give 80% while the husband's giving 20 because maybe he has to give that other 80% to work because he's up for a promotion. So he's giving 80% of his time and his effort and his energy to work and he's giving 20 at home. But then a good partner and a good spouse will then realize as soon as that season of life is over, they're going to transition and then they're going to give however much they can give to their children and right back to their spouse. Because as long as you're both always making sure that there's a hundred percent, no matter what percentage is coming from where, that is really the key. So again, let me just quickly recap. Number one, give what you want to receive Number two, fill your cup first and realize that it will overflow to everyone else and understand that a true 50-50 balance and a balancing act of being a mom and being a wife or a work-life balance, it just truly doesn't exist and that's okay. 
Thank you so much for checking out the Chasing Courage podcast. If you vibed with this episode, it would mean so much to me if you shared it on social media and tagged the show. That way I can thank you for helping me build a community of confident and courageous mamas. If you have questions or feedback, feel free to send me a DM. I make a point to respond to each and every one. I'll be back next week, same time, same place. But until then, what will you chase today?